Hello, my name is Jojo, and I'm a Christian clown. Welcome to my podcast. It's called Ask Jojo. Here come the clowns. Hello, 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 my name is Jojo, and I'm a Christian clown. Welcome to my podcast. Things have really been popping around here in the Christian clowning potosphere. I have gotten so many questions this week that it was hard not just to answer them all. But I think that after you hear the question I'm answering today, you will all realize why I chose it and why I must answer it even at the risk of offending the other question contributors. Before I do answer the question of the week, though, I'd like to share a brief testimony that illustrates both the worldliness of man and the gratuitous grace of God. I'll start by saying that my pastor and I have made amends. I will be allowed to continue my podcast with his blessing— He actually said that once he thought about it, it made sense to keep tabs on what God was doing in my life rather than letting me go all on my own. I knew he'd come around. I guess he'll be listening to this show then, huh? Hello, Pastor! I'm sorry about throwing that no-parking sign through the front glass door yesterday morning. I assure you it was a complete accident and not in any way a method of manipulation to make you feel that you have to worry about any further confrontations with me. I appreciate your change of heart. And um, I'm looking forward to services on Sunday, actually. I think it's awesome how you made flyers with my face on it to hand out to all the ushers. I guess it's because you want to show them who I am. It's nice to finally get the notoriety that God promised me that I would get wherever I roamed with my Christian crowning message. Alright, um, here is the email of today. Hi, this comes to us from Jeff. Hi, Jojo. Hi, Jeff. I am a regular honest fellow, but every now and then I like to do a bit of good old-fashioned sinning. Nothing that bad, just your standard cheating, stealing, kicking, etc. I'm worried that my planned deathbed conversion might not cut it in the eyes of the ward, and I might not get into heaven. What do you think? Thanks for your advice in advance, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, you hurt my heart with your messages. Your your, your confusion is just so unnerving to me. I think all of you see, though, why I chose this email. A man's soul weighs in the balance. My poor Jeff... I'm sorry to take issue with what may seem to be a common and small detail. But your assumption that there is such a thing as a regular, honest fellow, my friend, we are all sinners, the lowest of the low, grateful and lucky and blessed that a loving God would even raise a pinky finger to acknowledge our existence. The sooner you face the fact that your reference to being honest would actually quite dishonest, the better off you're going to be. Also, your reference to good old-fashioned sinning 
Where are you doing your sinning at, Cracker Barrel? Are you stealing maple syrup candies? Are you running down the batteries on that dancing flower? Are you whispering curse words into the parrot that repeats everything you say? Have you stolen a John Deere placemat? A Coca-Cola napkin holder? Perhaps you have pestered in vain your waitress relentlessly for the meaning of the stars on her apron? Because unless you are out soaping windows or swiping the cream off the top of the milk jugs at old Farmer Brown's dairy farm, there is just no such thing as good old-fashioned sinning. Sin is sin. It's brand new, cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, freshly baked this morning, 100% guaranteed to blind, bind, and grind ya. What part of sin is standard, Mr. Jeffaruski? The only cheating that is standard around here is the way you're planning on cheating yourself after a lifetime of heavenly bliss. The only standard stealing practice that I see is how you're being robbed of precious time that you could be spending on good old-fashioned crowning ministry. And the only kicking that's going to be standard around here is that big old boot that Mr. Archangel Mr. Michael is going to plant on your backside as he directs your derriere into a very standard wake of fire. It's getting hot in here. You burned off all your clothes. You are getting too hot because you're in a lake of fire. But to get to the crux of the issue, let me see if I have your question white. It seems you're asking that if you can live a life of sin in complete disregard to the teachings of Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, then, assuming that you do live your reckless life long enough to make it to a deathbed, could you suddenly repent of your unstandard sins and therefore make it into the presence of our Almighty Father? Honestly, assuming your repentance is legitimate, I'd say your chances are pretty good. Um, but let's just assume for a minute that you do make it. The clock is ticking down. You fabricate some attempt at a prayer. God takes pity on your regular dishonest self and allows you in. See, I would just hope you weren't in line in front of a martyred missionary. How messed up would that be? You've been saved for like 45 minutes and that poor saint lived in a jungle spreading the good news for 30 years only to have his head bashed in by a wabbit monkey? I think he'd be feeling pretty short-changed. That's only assuming that you die slow. What if it's sudden? What if you get shot? What if you die in a car accident or have your skull bashed in by a rabid Crackle Barrel waitress? What time will you have to go from fully functioning sinner to fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ? Most people in, shall we say, standard spiritual condition, they wouldn't think to utter a word of redemption when they're seconds from death, but rather, in the words of the late great Bill Cosby, first you say it, then you do it. See, bad words are not the ticket to heaven, my friend. All right. Though Matthew chapter 20 reveals that anyone, no matter when they come to Christ, will all receive the same reward, my suggestion is that you give up your simple ways right now and begin finding what Jesus can mean to you for now because he is much more likely to hang out with you when you're young. <laughs> Who wants to talk to a winkly old man in a bed of death anyway? Plus, unless you are saved, set free, healed, and sanctified, you can't join me in my quest to bring Christian crowning to the nations. So get it together, Jeffy, before God gives me your address and I come over to introduce you to some good old-fashioned hellfire and brimstone juggling action. Doom, doom, dugga, dugga, dump, dump, dum. Actually, Jeffy, I hope that answers your question. I hope you come to quite soon. 
and I hope you come over to my house into the basement or the garage rather, and we I can show you my ventriloquist dummies and get you started in your ministry right away. So get it get it together. It's time for the evil item of the week. One of the many tools of the devil. Today, this week, the the day, the the, the denim, the the evil item is denim. It's denim material. Most folks wonder why you shouldn't wear jeans to church, and I'm here to set the record straight. It's mostly because God obviously hates denim material. He's apparently cool with polyester and wool blends, but uh, there must just be something about denim that drives our Savior right up the writing on the wall. I can only assume it's because anyone I have ever seen wear jeans in the sanctuary has been met with many a discouraging looks from the most obviously spiritual people in the room. And as I am a young Christian in training, I have begun to throw disparaging looks at denim wearers as well. I actually had the nerve to finally confront one of the young people who was sporting a particularly ghastly sort of dungarees with holes in the knees. I told him that he needed to hear what I had to say. I told him that Levi's were what God despised. I told him that Wanglers were a spirit tangler, that Lees will keep you from bowing your knees, and that Guest makes our Lord depressed, that Bugle Boy is the devil's toy, that Joy Ash should be a thing of the past, that Mud rejects the cleansing of his blood, and that you'd have to be evil to wear diesel. He said his jeans were lucky. I was taken aback. How dare he claim that his ashen wash abomination could be considered a sacred talisman of fortune? Then he asked me why I was allowed to wear gray jogging pants and sneakers without socks, and I was about to unleash a holy tirade the likes of which haven't been seen since Delilah struck down the Philistines. But luckily for him, our pastor stepped in and led me to a special seat between two of his most prestigious and massive ushers. I guess that boy's jeans might have been lucky after all. <laughs> all right, let's close in prayer. Lord, today I pray for Jeff. Help him to get right before he gets left. And bless the people at Crack Barrel who have to put up with his shenanigans. Thanks for providing the money to get my gas turned back on. Those $20 bills seem to come out of nowhere. And please help that crazy lady who started yelling at me as soon as I picked him up off the ground. I couldn't quite make out what she was saying, but she seemed like she was calling out for help. Had someone hurt her? Or was she just crazy? And why was she fixated on me? Please help her, Lord, because not only does she yell a lot, she's not a very good runner. Amen. All right. Well, remember, send in your questions to AskJojoTheClown at gmail.com. And uh, until next time, just remember, keep true to yourself. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't just go by what everybody else says. My heart tells me sometimes that maybe I should have gone back to school and gotten my degree and, and moved out of my sister's basement. But I shake off that evil, vile thought straight from the pit of hell and I say, No! I'm a Christian clown! Can't you understand? Oh, I did. Be blessed.